Hello and welcome to the Sunday League Sports Podcast, Two Feet in Bounds, covering the NFL. My name is Paul Hallowell. To my right is Simon Berry. Hello. And to my left is Tom Livesey. How are you guys? Hello. I'm good. Yeah, how are you? I'm alright, I'm alright. So we've got a lot to jump into today. We're going to jump into the, the Super Bowl, recap the divisional rounds. Uh, we'll start with the Saints and the Rams. So, big thing, elephant in the room, <laughs> blown call from the referees. Did they screw the Saints out of a shot at the Super Bowl? If, if you were to liken it to any, any other American sporting event... <laughs> You would possibly relate it to the uh, 90 of uh, the Montreal screw job, uh, which happened in the World Wrestling Federation to Bret Hart. He was supposed to win a game, a match. He had a fight with Shawn Michaels, and he got completely blasted by the company he worked for. So I would say in this case, it's, it's similar. And if I was the Saints, I would be um, severely aggravated. <laughs> severely aggravated. He got <laughs> tackled on the three-yard line. If that flag was dropped, it's literally a punch in from three yards. That was a touchdown. That would win the game. Yeah, well, I think so. That that the dangerous nature of the actual tackle itself. Yeah, it was three. There was three fouls in that one. There was the actual pass interference. There was the head-to-head collision, and then there's roughing. Well, defenseless uh, unnecessary, receiver. Unnecessary roughness. For so. then, if you can if you're going unnecessary roughness, it's defenseless receiver. He's not looking at the. Uh, the you know, no, receivers look at the ball. If you watch that replay as well, he did not even watch that ball. He ran no, no, he. Straight into that player. Well, he, he's actually come out and said, hasn't he, that um, you know he he was going for the man. He knew it was going to be a penalty. He was trying to save a touchdown. So <laughs> save a touchdown, he would have thrown a foul on a three-yard line if he dropped the flag. <laughs> it does it does make you wonder though that there are four officials on the field for a reason and touchline judges, in-game refs. What what realistic? <sighs> Realistically, looking at, especially as yeah. touch ref is looking at the ball's trajectory. Yeah, you've got the sideline ref. He's te- he's. Nine times out of ten, watching the feet though as well. You got to watch that. He's watching for the feet, for the catch being inbound. So, I've watched the replays on it, and that sideline judge, he's there. He's head down. But, yeah. But it also makes me wonder. At that point, had uh, the Saints run out of challenges because they can't challenge the play because it's a pass interference. You cannot challenge a pass interference. Sure, there must be something there. Like they got VAR in football now for contentious calls. The problem was stuff that doesn't get given now gets looked over. Surely you could have looked at that and gone, hang on a minute. So it needs to be severely said about This is the problem with the NFL officiating is that only certain calls are reviewable. Only certain calls can be challenged now. From what I've read, uh, I think Adam Schefter put a piece out, the competition committee is looking to make everything reviewable. That's just going to slow the game down way too much. Well, it's not because the coach only has two challenges. The coach will only uh, still only have his two challenges. Uh, it just means that that where Sean Payton could have thrown the red flag, and the rules say no, you can't. The referee, yeah. you know, it, it, it's the same argument we made when we brought in VAR with football. <laughs> is it important to get it right and take your time, or is it more important to the governing bodies to get it wrong quickly? Yeah, I think I think with VAR it's all about the flow of the game, and this this will affect the flow of the NFL that, without a doubt, purely yeah. because like you said, you may only get two challenges, but that could get reviewed and made larger because of the fact that. Then anything on the pitch could be then. Yep. Yeah, increased it, increased challenges to three maybe or something. But you got to remember as well, it was a home game uh, for the Saints. How quick were they getting them replays on it? And the, all the judges convened for a good minute or so. Yep. You're telling me they didn't look up at that board and go, oh, I got this wrong. Yeah. Someone well, slyly dropped that flag out of his corner pocket. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it's it's worthwhile bringing up the, the NFL officiating has just come out and said they. They got it wrong, but that's not really much of a comfort to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to, it, to it, the never, it never really matters after the fact, does it? It's all no. about, hindsight's brilliant. It's twenty yeah, twenty. If, if it goes, you know, if you were a Rams fan, you're thinking this is this is Christmas come early. Yeah, yeah. like we've we've done one over here. Uh, the next thing I want to ask you guys to to talk about is what the hell is wrong with Todd Gurley? 
he doesn't look right. He seems to be on a limitation for his snaps. Uh, obviously, they're running CJ out a lot now. Um, it seems to be much more of a backfield committee, but you've got this workhorse running back who was an MVP candidate at the start of this year. What is wrong? Is Todd Gurley hurt? I don't know. They came out and said he's not hurt. I reckon I'd put my money on him having a little fallout with McBay. You reckon? I reckon it's something to do with that. He doesn't seem like a diva. I don't care, but he T-dropped a couple and he got pulled out of that game pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, could, it could also be a few things. I mean, it could have been big game jitters. I mean, the, yeah. the Rams haven't exactly been prolific <laughs> in terms of end game, season games for a long time. Yeah, yeah, true. So suddenly the chance to get to the Super Bowl becomes a massive franchise-based yeah. thing. You could have gone into the game with a fresh set of, you know, fresh mindset thinking, all right, I'm only one game from the Super Bowl. I want it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make things happen. And then it just doesn't go right for you on the day. But as you say, yeah, the sounds like there could be some uh, some locker room turmoil, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he literally dropped a pass and he was yanked. He didn't do another snap till the second half. Yeah, uh, there's, you, <laughs> I reckon McVeigh just had enough of him uh, in that first half to pull him out. So in, in that case, I guess. Um, but then again, when you got C.G. Anderson as a backup, oh yeah, and you can afford to pull the T.G. three off that field, and you've still got a beast in Anderson to run through. Absolutely. So I guess my question to you then is, if you think there's some locker room turmoil going on there, is Todd Gurley on the trade block after the Super Bowl? You see if you can get a high first rounder for a couple of years. You think about what was given up to get R.G. three. You know, the the Rams benefited massively off that RG3 trade with a lot of first-rounders from the Redskins. Mm. Um, is this another potential for them to pick up three or four first-rounders? Get rid of him quick before he becomes a problem. Yep. Could be. But then yeah. again, you... But then the, if, issue, the issue you have there is, if he starts getting traded around, he becomes that guy that is hard to work with. The J.R. Smith, if you will. Yeah. Of American football. Yeah. But he's probably closer to Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't work for anything. I'll just ride your bench. <laughs> an asshole's an asshole. Then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Next question for you, gentlemen. Drew Brees, crushing interception in overtime. Oh, that um, was yeah. that. That was a poor pass. It was tipped at the line. There's not a whole lot he could do. But does Drew Brees have a shot with the way that team's constructed to come back next year, with the pieces like Ingram, Kamara, Ingram, Kamara. You've got Sean Payton who's still going to be there. Ted Ginn's in yeah, there. Ginn you know, I. I look at the Saints, but the only thing I wonder is, obviously, you've got an aging quarterback there. Is the window closing for the Saints? This this might have been their next-to-last shot. I I, I think that, th- this game aside, his record speaks for itself. Yeah. And, and at the same time... Yeah. You've, you've got the number one seed in team. And if you look on the other side of the, of the coin, you've got Tom Brady... Who is not exactly twelve? He's he's fairly ancient himself. So I wouldn't. It's it's. I wouldn't say that the the role of the quarterback is specifically age related because a lot of it is just staying healthy, keeping your arm in. Like that old line keeping you upright. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you don't get crocked too many times, you're pretty good. What I would say is I think that one of the main sticking points in the Saints game was just how little they used Drew Brees' passing. Yeah. Which is something that I noticed was like, oh, at the early rounds have just gone. All oh, right, okay. They're, they're going to run it again, right? We'll just blitz them. We'll just we'll just hold them all at the line. They're going to run it again because I know the coverage is great for the Rams, but you, if you've got some, you've got to look at why they were running it though, because the yeah, the Rams run defense, the Rams defense against the run was the worst in the league. They were letting what five five yards a carry. In the if, if I'm, season, if I'm yeah. playing a team that was posting 
the worst run defense in the league, giving up five yards a, but a run. How, how do you explain what they then did to the the Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, where Aaron Donald made Ezekiel Elliott his boy? Yeah, you know, he 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 was Ezekiel Elliott's yeah. daddy for that that entire game. <laughs> and, and Donald and Sue against Elliott, Kamara, and Ingram only posted ninety three combined yards. Yeah, exactly. So they that. went from being the worst team regular season, letting five yards a carry, to only letting a combined ninety three yards. And the second thing is, you've got to read the game. Like, if if you're the Saints thinking, right, we're we're not getting any out of the running game, just give it Drew. Let's see if, see what you can throw around. No, you're playing the Green Bay game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, but you've got to change it up. You've got to have a bit of, bit yeah. of a bit of swing. I mean, he played he played like a 45, 50 yard haymaker ball that was incredible. Yeah. Just dropped on the shoulder, yeah. over the shoulder. That yeah, was exactly, a exactly. Clean... And 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 this is the thing you can do that. So. Whether the, the the Saints team will actually evolve and still allow him to use that throwing game, or they're just going to continue trying to run the ball, it's. Uh, but then again, guess. you've got Sean Payton. He's a mastermind offensively. What <laughs> what I look at for the Saints, though, which I think is going to be really big for them, is they don't have a first round draft pick this year. They traded that over to Green Bay. Uh, obviously, we're thrilled right. as Packers fans yep, that right. we get two first round picks this year, <laughs> but. Um, you know the Saints. Unless I'll be too they, thrilled. We're taking corners again. Um, you know, unless they pull some draft day magic and go for David Putney, um, you know, they're, they're not picking in the first round because I goddamn feel like it. Uh, I don't see them picking anybody up in the first round because they don't have that draft pick, and I can't see them being aggressive enough to trade into the first round and give up those assets. So but then again, not all your best players go in the first rounds. Exactly. You find some gems. Um, you, you know, I, I think that might come back to haunt them, but. I, I certainly you always lease a one, one to, I stab at at least one good yeah. first round pick, but I would certainly say that it's not against them. The Saints have maybe two years left. But is that, yeah? But again, is that not the, the franchise saying, "Look, guys, we've given up this first round pick. We see potential in you guys to actually pick this franchise up and run with it." Definitely. We don't necessarily need some young bloods coming in and sort of like be the all star that we. Need. I'm pretty sure they've been saying that about Breeze and Kamara for years, though. <laughs> <laughs> Right, I, I you're move guys. on. Yeah. Okay, so the the Pats and the Chiefs. Uh, my my first question is like, what is the doctor that's not a doctor doing to Tom Brady? Because is, is the man aging? Is he like frozen through the year and then defrosted in September? Oh my god, I remember reading some kind of article about the diet that that guy's on. Oh, he didn't eat a strawberry until he was on the Tonight Show or something, oh. like a year or so ago. The man had never had a strawberry before. He said his fucking forces. I, I I do get the impression that a random drug screening is required for some kind of miracle grow <laughs> or some kind of horse tranquilizer that's keeping that boy alive. There's um, something keeping him upright, isn't there? Oh, unless it's just, I mean, unless it's I mean, he just lies winning. Like, <laughs> I love winning me some Super Bowls. I know, I'll go to lab ninety. You well, know. He's, he's coming whatever, back next what, year. Whatever that guy is on, feed it to Gronk. Because <laughs> that guy's falling apart. I worry, though, the the combination of whatever that is with what's already in Gronk's system <laughs> and the electric shocks needed to keep Frank and Gronk going. Um, I don't know what that will do. We may create a monster. I think we already have a monster. Well, yeah, uh, a I, monster polar bear. Yeah, it's some sort of mechanical polar bear where the wheels will fall off if he's playing at safety. <laughs> or maybe maybe he's just doing it for all the haters. Like I'm going to stick around for years and years just to piss yeah. you all off. Yeah. Like I'm I'm going to win 11 Super Bowls and then I'm going to and then I'm going to stand there and just smile at the camera and be like, see you next year. And it'll be, and it'll be 105. <laughs> it'll be 105. We'll all be we'll all be in our elderly elderly years of 60 oh, plus. 
No. You'll just, you'll just be smiling. For where we will be watching the Super Bowl, I will smile and nod as Tom Brady packs that ball, but I will be silently dying inside. <laughs> oh, the Roger Goodell approach. <laughs> it's going to pain me on Super Bowl Sunday. It, it is. It is. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to talk about with the Chiefs, because that being down basically three points and then they coming can't... into the fourth quarter, no, that like, was a great comeback. No, that was... Uh, the Pats knew that they had to get in front pretty quick and they just punched it with explosive run plays from Michelle. Yeah. I mean... Diamond in the rough for Sonny oh Michelle. God, he was... He was brilliant. Like, Sonny Michelle, and then you've got Rex Burkhead to back him up when he was a bit tired and off to one side. And then you've got... If you watch them running plays, you've got Gronk smashing into tackles, opening, opening lanes for... For him to run through, and it, oh my god, Michael! All right, Michelle was Michelle. an absolute monster. And if they can do the same, but then you come back in the second half, and the Chiefs knew exactly what to do. If you watched it, they were creating the middle. Yep, they were packing that centre and forcing Brady to go out wide, which then left Gronk being double teamed on one side, Edelman in the middle. He did drop the couple of them over the middle, but Edelman was yeah, Edelman was eating them alive at god. times. As much as it pains me to say this, like as the Pats, they adjusted on the fly. They look good. Because um, the Chiefs packed the middle, stopped the running game, which just Brady knew then he was either going out wide or he's looking for that slant run, yeah. which White White did a fair few. He dropped quite a few, but when he made them, the, the run after the catch from White. Yeah, they've got some, some fast guys there. Uh, you know, Edelman for me... It is so key to that offense. Like, if yeah. you can key in and you can slow him down, Gronk is a big threat, but Edelman is where it all starts and ends. If you yeah. can key in on that and you can slow Edelman down, you've got a real good chance. If you watch, is, he's so hard to slow down. If you watch most of the times when Edelman uh, complete the passes, he's getting he's got a defender in front of him, he's got the safety in the corners coming back on him, he's being double teamed, and Brady's just slotting it into a position where he can run into all the time, and hate the fact that he does it all the time. God, I've been in a while. <laughs> this is a Pat's friendly podcast, by the way. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're friends of New England here. Well, at least one of us is trying to be. Yeah. I'll try on Sunday. <laughs> it's not that one. I'll try on Sunday when I'm drinking beer. With a Pat's fan. Yeah, he's behind the bar serving the beer. So exactly. We've got, we got to be nice to him. Remember, if you want free, free beer, side, you've got to be nice. Yeah. yeah. So I'll play along for free beer. Are we, are we getting you a Brady jersey before Sunday? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> the only 12 I'm wearing on my back is Rogers. <laughs> right. What about the overtime rules? It hardly seems fair after that comeback that you know the, the Chiefs don't get to possess the ball. Yeah. It's far better than what it used to be where you could just go down the field, kick a field goal. At least kicking a field goal means the team gets the ball back. But is that still not quite enough? Should the NFL have each team gets to possess the ball whether it's a touchdown or not. I mean, we discussed this a few times now. Like we, we had a, an hour-long talk the other we day did. about it, but after reviewing it a few times and seeing a few of the... Osi, Osi off the BBC, he had it the best. It's a balanced game. It's offence versus defence. Yep, if you've got a, you've you've got got a, a team of defence guys, it's like... Osi said it brilliant. He was like, when you give me a chance to go on the field, I want to go and smack that quarterback in the face. <laughs> so... It is yeah, you might not win the coin toss, but you still have a defense that's meant to go and yeah. win you a game as well. It, it is a case of, you know, you look at that drive by um, the Pats. They gave them 
70 something yards worth of chances yeah. to stop them and then Rex Burkhead just comes in and vultures a two yard touchdown but then again you've got to look at the Pats they always averaging 38 points a game and then 76% strike rate in the red zone yeah, that, they that are is... lethal you could also argue on the same same thing like well hang on a minute what if my defensive lineup is not as good as my offensive line granted they should still be able to stop what's coming at them yeah you meant but if you've got like a superstar offensive line and you lose the toss and you're like well I've got to stick my defence on the, on the field now uh, and they just get a quick, you know, for whatever reason they get a quickish score. Surely, with that time left, you should get the ball back and go right. Yeah, my turn. That I, was, that was my suggestion. That was my suggestion when we were talking about it the other day. It's like that it's, 15 minutes overtime. Shoot it out for the entire 15 minutes. Yes, because essentially, the essentially what it is is a golden goal situation. Yeah, yep. yeah, it is. Which which would be fine if the actual play variance was actually level. Because if you've got yeah. the ball, you are in charge of the ball. Only, only a massive cock up will will give the ball back to the the defensive end. <laughs> Breeze pass. Yep, tips yeah, it on the it, line. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and so you, it is heavily weighted in your favour as the offensive team. Yeah, it is. It is heavily weighted. Uh, if you're playing a team that's not balanced, the, not that many teams in the league these days that are balanced. I mean, the Rams and Saints, they are two decent. Chargers look, look very balanced. They had, so. Yeah, t- Chargers, but, they were balanced team this year. You know, when it came to crunch time, Philip Rivers did the Philip Rivers thing of being down three with four <laughs> minutes to go. It's yeah. how he lives his life. <laughs> I think what's, what's really interesting in terms of um, overtime rules is... Generally, when you see a team win the toss for the regular game, they defer, they want the ball second. But yeah. the moment you win that overtime toss, oh, no, 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 we want the damn ball. Oh, we yeah. want the rock because we've got to go down. We've got a chance to put this to bed. Yeah, well, that, they tend to defer it, though, because they like, exactly. they like doubling up, don't they? They're getting that play before the halftime, then coming back out fresh with the ball ready to go and double score. I, I think it illustrates but, Tom's point yeah, perfectly. It, it, does, it does highlight the fact that Oh, in, in regular game, well, it's neither here nor there because we're yeah. going to get the ball at one point. Yeah. Or it's whether we're behind at half time or in front. Yeah. That's the important part. Overtime, it's like, nah, mate, they ain't getting the ball back now. <laughs> we, all we have to do is kick the ball. All we have to do is kick the ball through the sticks, game over. I mean, realistically, obviously, you want to score a touchdown. But, yeah. but if, if push comes to shove, well, you, you like, kick like that Rams goal. Did, like Rams did, 57 yard field goal. Yep. That was an insane kick. Yeah, well, that was good from 70 something, as, as Goff said to the, yeah, the camera. Greg, Greg Zerline is just. He's broken. He's the kicker cheat code. Yeah, he is. If, if Cody Parkey is Satan, <laughs> Greg Zerline is Jesus. He, they are the flip side. I, I don't mean to throw shade at Cody Parkey because I, I couldn't have made that kick. I, That's the thing, though. There's a few of these kickers in the league, though. Just you've, struggle. You've got Zerline, uh, Goskowski can kick from whatever you put it on the field. Vinatieri coming Vinatieri. back for his 20 yeah, something f- season. More the fact that he'll hit the back of his helmet before he kicks <laughs> the back his leg uh, You know, it's, it's, it was a ridiculous it, it, kick. It's a monster. And I, I, I wonder if that could be the key to, to them winning. You know, what, finding Polish kickers? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Anything that ends in a ski is probably a good kicker. Casual racism here on Sunday League Sports, <laughs> brought to you by Simon Berry. <laughs> Anything else that you want to touch on for the, the Pats and the Chiefs? <laughs> Brady's hilarious, pathetic celebrations after the game. That was, oh my God. He's been to nine championship games. So we're doing the Brady shade now then? Yo, we'll do okay, the Brady okay, shade. Well, we'll, we'll do it all over this well, it, podcast. We do have a show sheet and Brady shade is supposed to come up after the Super Bowl matchup, but apparently we've moved that around on the just, fly, just so the, have had it. It, it was, it was, just, in, the, it was in the sure, Patches game. Just make sure you ain't drinking something because he was spitting it everywhere at this point. <laughs> no, it, it was pathetic, that celebration after the game. Oh, dancing around like he'd never won the game before. 
I don't know. I think that was more like screw you, Roger Goodell. Dance, to be honest with you, it's like I'm back. You're gonna have to give me that trophy again. You have to I smile. Think I think it's quite good. It's it's got an element of fire about him. I'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna be the devil's advocate for you, side everything. No, the guy's it's, fake. It's black is white. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the ball was blown up then? I don't know. Did you see? Did you see the uh, the, the the kid that won a um, he won a science fair by proving that Tom Brady was a cheat? In the 2014-2015 game, yeah. the Deflate Gate, where it was called, yep. um, and he proved it in a science fair by um, he's a quarterback himself, this young lad, by by deflating a series of balls to different weights, yeah. um, and just throwing them. And he, he, he like graphs and charts and pictures and videos, and he basically came out with this brilliant science fair. Is Tom Brady a cheat? Yes, it was fantastic. <laughs> He won his science fair. And he's now going to his like his state science fair to to try and win that. Uh, it was, uh, but he was that was some serious shade being thrown right there. And <laughs> Not like, the state of Massachusetts, like, <laughs> is he? I know. I wouldn't even mind. He doesn't live anywhere like, near Foxborough. This, this, this kid's only about twelve, so it was like it was four years ago. You were like you were like eight, man. Just can chill out. Yeah, he's he's definitely a cult. So what you so what you're telling me? An eight year old kid could work out that Brady was a cheat before the league could even work it out. Talking about the Super Bowl, then we've got a couple of key matchups that you know I, I think people will be looking at through through the game of sort of the keys to how it's going to play out. And the the big one is obviously old, old versus new. You've got Tom Brady, arguably the most experienced, well, definitely the most experienced Super Bowl quarterback ever to play the game, and you've got Jared Goff who is playing on the big stage for his first time ever. I think that this this could be really interesting because this is no, Sean McVay. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, you know, I've been touting Jared Goff since the since the year he got drafted. I love that guy. That I mean, guy. I like me with Nick Foles. <laughs> hey, I'm on record somewhere saying Nick Foles is going to win a Super Bowl before he even got drafted. I saw that Gruden QB camp and just said straight away, this kid is going to win a Super Bowl at some point. It took him moving around about four teams and Carson Wentz's body failing him for me to be proven right. But Twice. I was right. <laughs> but I, I do think Brady Goff is is the matchup here. No, that it, it is. is. I mean, be massive. to be honest, Goff is looking good. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers now: four thousand six hundred yards, thirty-two touchdowns for the regular season, and it's only his second season as a starter, third in the league. That's like if you're posting numbers like that for you. It's impressive. Pretty second season as a starter, and he didn't even play that well the second half of the season. Yeah, like I mean, half the time he's got the run game to go to, so you can't really take credit for that. No, even though he does go up on his numbers, but those play action passes, the guy's got a shotgun for an arm. Mm. He's unreal. I just can't wait for him to outshoot Brady on Sunday. Yeah, the, the wily veteran versus the young pretender, though, isn't it? It's absolutely it's, it's the wily veteran. It's, it's, it's the old thing of like yeah. Brady's been there, done that. How many times? And you know, this guy's going in for his first one. And we've seen we've seen quarterbacks in previous Super Bowls and their first Super Bowls absolutely choke. Yep. Now, the light, that's not yeah. Too bright. No, no, that's I, not I understand that one. He, he come close to choking it. Yeah. I mean, but that's not the, to say purely though. his noise though. That that how that dome was so loud. So loud. I mean, I watched uh, a couple of reporters looking at the decibels. It was 108 decibels in the stadium it was crackling through the speakers on TVs it was that <laughs> loud until the missed call and then it was just deathly silent <laughs> I thought my TV had broken because all of a sudden so but no I am looking forward to that shootout me too what about Todd Gurley versus Sony Michelle? two big running backs slightly different styles but both 
prone to putting up big numbers on the ground. Mr. Yeah. Lipsy, what have you got for us? What, what do you reckon? I genuinely think this will come down to neither of them. Really? Purely because it is going to be more about the defensive lines getting in their way. If if the plays are run well enough, these two guys will find holes anywhere. It does not matter. So a lot of it, I don't look at how they are going to play their game because yep. they know how they're going to play their game. Oh right. shit, there's a gap there. I'm going through that. Yep. It's more about how the defensive lines both stack up against each other and go, right, well, we're not going to shift too far because and, and it's, it's all about just making sure that those gaps are plugged. Yeah. But I do think that uh, Gurley's going to take it. Yeah. yeah. If you'd put your money on someone, it would be Gurley. Yeah. Oh yeah, my money's going all over the Rams, but I... I don't reckon Gurley's going to get too many snaps. Unless, I mean, it's come out in in news today that he's he is fit, he will be playing. But it's a case of like the championship game. How many snaps is that guy going to get? Yep. I mean, if he drops a couple of passes and gets yanked out of the game again and CJ Anderson's in, I'd put CJ Anderson up for the numbers. If he gets hot, then yeah. Sonny Michelle, my God, one of them passes. Sony. Like, uh, <laughs> like the TV brand. Uh, Sony Michelle, Sonny Michelle, know. whatever. Just There's one of the plays there from the championship game. Gronk just runs forward and he's there. He acts like a brick wall. And uh, Michelle just runs right at the back of Gronk and then pivots to the left and just runs straight oh, through that gap. It was a good block. I mean, Gronk, Gronk could get himself some time playing power forward in the NBA, just setting some serious screens. But no. I, I'd, I'd take that. Kyrie Irving going around the back of a Gronk screen just straight going, to the hole. He'd be going around for about 12 minutes. But yeah, the guy is, the guy is, is huge. Yeah. Uh, I, the one thing I would say about Gurley is if he has a good first couple of possessions, yeah, he gets his confidence. Yeah, he'll, big, he'll get more snaps. The, the, but if it's like the championship game where he he was taking all the snaps, he dropped a couple of, of the play action stuff, and like, he got yanked out of the game. The thing so. is, if you know he's this good, then surely this is now on the coach as well just to pull his head out his ass and say, look, this guy is is awesome. He's mustard. I need to stick with this. Yep. Just a little bit longer, not just pull him out of the first sign of having a bad game because there's been times in the past where like players have had a bad game to start off with and just literally pulled it out from nowhere yep. ODB yes ODB is a prime example of that guy you can pull him out throw him back in for one snap and the guy will yank it with one hand from yeah. ten feet in the air yeah he, he does yeah. not suffer from, from getting cold and being pulled he wants to go back in and prove it and another guy that's like that is obviously Julian Edelman who is a key key point as we've spoken about for the Patriots uh, we've seen him in yeah, the past couple of weeks eat teams alive the Chargers had no answer for him the Chiefs had no answer for him does the Rams secondary have the answer? For me when Adelman's been at his best is when plays break down he manages to get himself open in that middle uh, you can guarantee if that play's broken down Edelman's going to be cropping up somewhere there with his beard poking out of his, <laughs> out of his helmet Throwing his hands up, go waving at Brady. It's a fine beard, sir. <laughs> it's a fine beard. I'm, I'm just looking, really looking for like one act, one play to call, and it's going to be like going to get a yellow flag, and so it's dragging him down. There. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to be one of those where it's like, and then he soon learns after he's on a beard net. You know, like he's working in KFC or something before the game. What what would that even be called? Like, what, what's the what's the referee calling? Like illegal hands to the beard? <laughs> I don't know. Just just chin rape. I don't know. <laughs> Still think I was coming under the face mask rule, but we can call it what we want. But no, uh, that is going to be that is going to be a good one as well. Over under a hundred yards for Edelman in the game. Yeah, over hundred yards. He's got yards after the catch all day. Tom. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you touched on it before about the, the defensive lines and how that's going to be big for um, stopping the run game. 
do you think the Patriots' defensive line has enough to it to stop Todd Gurley when he gets going? Because he will run through them. It, it entirely entirely depends on his confidence level. If if he's if he's feeling the game, which if if it takes if it takes him six sort of plays Sam. to get to the point where he's slightly psyched up for the game, he's a should not be there. Yeah. And secondly. Just damn. You can, um, you can guarantee, you can guarantee McVeigh's pulling him out if he's taking him six snaps yeah, to walk yeah, into a yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. So, ideally, if he gets a good couple of yardage yeah. runs, even if it's small yards, just get some, get some get yards something. runs. Yeah. If you can find start finding those holes, then yeah, I think he's got every chance of making 100 yards. If, and this is a big if, he doesn't get, he doesn't get cheap ups from the game. I mean, the defensive lines come down to, I mean, look at Van Noy, how, that guy was all over. Yeah, he, was. he was the player player for the entire game uh, in the championship game. Van Noy, he made the important tackles. Uh, and then again for the Rams, it was Littleman. Yeah. He, he was the same. Like That guy was all over the place. So it's going to be a case of do Van Noy and Littleman turn up for the games. Yeah. Those guys are making important tackles all through the entire game. Stopping them, getting them off the field. It comes down to them too for me. And Flowers as well, that guy's, he made some good tackles, but obviously he's a big guy, he's getting on a bit. Can he can he keep up that level of athleticism for an entire game this week, Paul? And then obviously you've got the big halftime show when yeah. people start to cool down and cramp up and coming back out. Talking of the halftime show, what do, what do you make? Maroon 5, um, we got Big Boy, what, what are your thoughts? Well, it can't be any worse than the drunken shark though, can it? No, that's true. <laughs> I just I just really miss when you actually have musicians playing the halftime show. You know? What's wrong with the Who? Bruce Springsteen. Beyonce. Bruno Prince. Mars. Prince, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, there was there have been some absolutely awesome pastime last uh, shows recently, and then the, now it's just devolved into utter oh. dross. Well, I didn't mind the Justin Timberlake one to be honest, but yeah, I think I know why. Yeah. Well, yeah, not the nip slip one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's out. Yeah, I was at the second time when he came on his own. Yeah, of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. That old chestnut. Calm down, Janet. Right, I'll, I'll go around. Tom, you first. If you had to pick one key thing and then pick a winner, what is it and who is it? For me, it's literally going to be Brady. If if he has, if he decides to do what he can do, just Brady to, out. Just turn up and just. Start destroying defensives' morale just with three passes in three separate plays. Uh, then I think the Pats will probably win it quite easily. That being said, if if the Rams' defense can properly shut down the Pats and, get, and keep the offensive line off the field, I I think that the the Rams have got an even better chance of winning the Super Bowl for that. For just for that reason, you know. So I had to pick one. There's only one winner. Okay, if, I, if I'm picking it based based purely on the numbers, yep. I would go I would go with the Pats at the moment just for just for the amount of experience in Brady yep. and just for some of the uh, the running plays that they've got going. Simon, what about you? I'm going Rams all day long. Yeah, I, I reckon. Well, we all know Donald's a beast on defense. If Sue can turn up as well, then two side by side, they them two are going to be closing up the middle straight away. And then you've got Goff with your shotgun arm. You've got Woods and Cook out out wide. Like they're missing Cooper Cup and taking the top off the defence. Do you think that hurts them? No. Donald is an absolute monster. Would you say that the pressure's off the Rams? Because it's their first Super Bowl. In it's the first Super Bowl they're going time. in clear as underdogs. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think the pressure's going to be more on McVay than I, the team. Yeah, I think with all the... The guys come in as the youngest quarterback from uh, the thingy Gruden tree. Yep. He's 
He's been touted as the saviour of coaches. Every one of the experienced coaches has wanted doing it like him, and now he's finally there on the big stage. It's like... Yep. And you look at all the coaching hires from the off-season, it's a guy that knew Sean McVay. You know, I, I Back want, in the day, everyone's want, trying to pull always from this tree. Yeah, I, I once Googled Sean McVay. I'm a coordinator for Atlanta now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're picking the Rams then. If you, yeah. Handily? You can never... No, it's going to be a close game. It's literally three-point game. It's going to be decided with a field goal. I can guarantee that it's yeah. going to be a close game. I, I agree. I think it's well, the neutral. The neutral wants to see like fifty-yard haymaking. No, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a high-scoring game, but it's going to be close. Yeah, and it's going to be, gonna be, gonna quite, be another Rams. It's going to be quite bitty as well. Because I think there's going to be long, sustained periods where it's just going to be running, just running both, just running well, at a brick wall, tiring each other down. And then mm. it's going to be one pass action that just opens the field for 20, 30 yards. Well, yeah, that's what, I mean, if you look at the way the Rams tried to play it in the championship game, they were just punching and punching and punching it, but it wasn't working against uh, the Saints. So then they started to bring the play action. And Goff's arm came into play then, and he was making those passes. It was the same. Yeah, but then the you Patriots. can't stack the box. It was the same with the Patriots. As soon as they got stacked in the middle against the Chiefs, Brady started going out wide again, and that brings in Hogan, Edelman, and the pass game. So the both teams are going to play very similar, punching it for early on, and teams catch on quick that they're trying to run it through the middle, crowd the box, and then push them out wide again. It's, both teams are going to play exactly the same, I reckon. You're, you're still sticking with the Rams. I'm still sticking with the Rams purely because Brady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I okay, don't so, want that guy to get so in the ring. We're now moving to Tom Brady Shade Part 2. <laughs> I will die a little inside if that guy gets an eighth ring. I'll drink the free beer. It's fine. I'll drink oh, I'll be drinking the it. free beer. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll make oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, you can't have it both you, ways. Yeah, man. you cannot have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah, you made your bed now lying it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I will lie in that. Just for me, I'm picking the Pats for the simple reason I have learned never to bet against Brady and Belichick. It's just, it has stung me too many times. He's not Brady, he's betting against Belichick. He's, that guy's like the evil uh, overlord of the he AFC. Is. He's the Sith Lord. Have you actually heard they've got a secret coach? <laughs> I kid you not. Have you heard what Belichick did though for that championship game? On the morning of the championship game, he created, he called them all on to the field at 11am in the morning. He created eight new plays and five of them they used in the championship yep. oh, game. He's not. The guy designed eight new plays and five of them they used. And they learned from 11 o'clock that morning and then at tea time that night they played them. Along with the rest of the playbook. It's crazy. Do you, do you want to throw some more shade at Tom Brady before we move on or have you got it out of your system? For now. Okay. <laughs> you can't say what it's a jet later on. Put, put, put a pin in this. Um. <laughs> You know, as, as Brits, obviously we're watching at a, at a much later time um, than, than anybody else, so the thing we all love is, is food. What's your, what's your go-to food when you, you're watching sports? It doesn't have to be American football, it could be Premier League, it could be the NBA, it could be mixed martial arts. If you're watching your sport of choice and you've got a cold beverage right there, what's your, what's your go-to food? I'm an absolute pizza hound. I really am. If you, if you, could, if you stick some like, pizza in front of me, I, I, will, I will nosh that till the cows come home. Uh, yeah, we we did demolish that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cheeseburger yeah. pizza from Domino's. Yeah, that was that was other, good. Other pizza providers are available. <laughs> and but, better. But, but but that pizza should not have tasted good. It should but not. Damn. It did. <laughs> yeah, it, did. It, it took the sting out of the uh, the absolute destruction of Notre Dame by Clemson, which that was harrowing, harrowing to watch. Still not over it. I'm still having nightmares. <laughs> the good um, thing is though, it's not like Clemson won the uh, the. Oh wait, they didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Food-wise, I tend to, I mean, 
You don't eat cheese, so that well. takes out everything delicious. <laughs> Buy me. Uh, no, I, I just tend to... Except for cauliflower cheese, that's, that shit's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I tend to... I have, a, I have a, a regime, like, every year I do the Super Bowl. Normally it's me, sat up till early hours in the morning, watching it on my own usually. But this year we're all going out. But normally I have a nap in the afternoon, usually get up at around 7, 8 o'clock, and just have just a standard tea. I just... So there's no no food. If I said to no, you, there's what? the TV, there's some drinks. You can order whatever you snacks, want. What you go to? Snacks food? is what I usually go for. So yeah. it's like yeah. like sweets, Pringles, Doritos. like all all. Yeah. Just I'm a I'm a snack guy. Yeah, snack guy. Through the, through the game. twirls. Oh, they're like oh. they're like eighty p a bag. They they're are like, they're huge <laughs> bags, and they they are not good for you. Do you know that you know that Pringles melt? Really? Yeah. If, yeah. if you put yeah. a lighter under a Pringle, put a lighter it doesn't, under, it doesn't yeah, burn. Melt. It melts, which yeah. should tell you the amount of plastic that's in a Pringle. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I do not know what to say to that. I have absolutely nothing to say it to that. We'll still not deter me from eating them, though. <laughs> wings is my go-to. Yeah, wings, wings is absolutely my go-to. Wings is always a good thing. Wings and beer. Yeah. We don't get it in the UK, but obviously Buffalo Wild Wings, so many different screens, oh, beer yeah. on tap. Wings well, there is, there, is, there is a place in Preston called Wings and Beer. And I know, we have to go at some point. Phenomenal chicken wings. You would hope they did. Oh, it is. Because if the name of your place is Wings and Beer, and you serve shitty wings and no beer... <laughs> oh, the, the, the beer selection is ace, their wing selection, their wings are next level. You can right. like a basket, you can like yeah. buy wings for like 10 quid, and you get like chili, chili, chilies in it as well. Yeah, it's like oh, a nice, nice spicy sauce. Do you remember when the Flaming Grill in... Thing he used to do the uh, hot wing challenge, like three different mm. separate oh, pots. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go to that every week just just to do the challenge, I, so I got it for free. <laughs> yeah, I tried, I tried the Salita like hot wing challenge once with like the second, like, second from the top hot sauce. Oh god, I nearly died. I was actually dizzy. I, dizzy <laughs> I, 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 I remember the first time I went and did the hot wings challenge. It comes, they come in three pots, so obviously you start off with well, if you want to go hot to light or light to hot. But I started off with the the lightest, which is nice and sweet. Then you slowly burn it up. And on the fourth pot, I'd gone through probably about 30 wings by this point, and I'm proper on the like the ghost chili type wings, and I was like pumping with sweat coming out of my head, and I'm going dizzy. Is it dizzy. when you like, lifted the pot up and there wasn't actually a bottom of the pot? <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. It's like when, when your fingers are dyed red from me. That's when you touch your eyes. <laughs> there is actually a sign in uh, one of the wing places in Boston in the gents' bathroom that says, gentlemen, uh, yeah. if you had the before. hot sauce, wash your hands before using the bathroom. What about how you survive then for, for this? Again, we're going to be up at starting at 11pm over here. Kickoff is 11.30 in the evening. We're realistically not going to be done with the game at its average speed until 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to be drinking a lot. What are, what are your tips, Simon, for surviving this as, as a Brit? I mean... It's only come to the last couple of years that I have actually managed to survive an entire <laughs> an entire uh, Super Bowl. But the first few years, I found that I was going heavy too early, and I'd be I'd hit, come to the end of the halftime show, and I was lagging, starting to snooze, shaking myself in the chair watching it, and then by the time the fourth quarter come, I'm passed out. But these last couple of years, I've learned to it, the nap in the afternoon helps us, especially obviously with the kickoff at half eleven at night. Nap when it should be tea time. I usually wake up around seven eight o'clock, have something to eat then. Uh, not nothing too big. Yeah. Uh, and then slowly pace my drinking. Cause if you're only going out at half eleven and you're hammering it, you're gonna be gone pissed, by half pissed up, falling asleep at the bar. No, I, so I try I try to keep myself to two drinks a quarter. Two drinks a quarter. Yeah, good luck with that. 
I will try. I'm bouncing in like LMFAO. Shut, 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 shut. The way I'm going to have to sort of approach Sunday is going to be quite different to Sunday. In the sense that I've got two very young children. So the likelihood of me getting an afternoon nap is is between slim and fuck all. So, yeah, I think for me it's going to be a case of once the girls have gone down to bed, I, I might try and get a quick power nap uh, in the evening, sort of seven, seven through till about nine. Hopefully that will pep me up a bit. The alternative is is um, relentless. <laughs> the other thing as well, if, if you want to see it through, is is eat while watching the game, but don't overdo it. Yeah. Because no, if no. you're sat there, food with, coma. If yeah, if you're sat there with a belly full of food, then you're thinking. Oh, I'm, I'm covered in a full of beer now. Oh, God. Yeah, I oh, ate an entire pizza. I, 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 I timed it well this year yeah. because obviously I'll be at the missus. I'm going to take my son back to his mum at around five o'clock. As soon as I get back, I'm shower jumping in the bed. Shower, jump in that bed, and I'm going to tell the missus not to even come close to that bedroom till at least eight o'clock. I feel like, considering how determined you are for Brady not to win that ring, if he does win, there needs to be some sort of forfeit. Like, <sighs> I don't think it's he might like, have to it's wear. It's almost throwing like global karma his way. It, it is. Like there's like there's throwing shade and there's, there's not wanting to win. And I was like, you're just saying out loud a lot now. It's like <laughs> saying Beetlejuice so many times. <laughs> Bray will just pop up behind you, go surprise, man. <laughs> Oh. I think it's more likely to be Edelman lurking in the corner, and all you see is two eyes and a beard. <laughs> Well, as soon as you said two eyes and a beard now, I've just got an image of Fitzmagic in my head. Oh my god. The picture of him there with the open top. Oh, oh my god, oh my the my press god. conference. Oh that was, I, I don't know. When you went to Harvard, and he's obviously a very intelligent guy, yeah. at what point does anybody look in the mirror and go, I look good? Maybe he's so intelligent that he can't do buttons. That's why like all baby stuff comes with poppers. <laughs> why don't they just continue with that trend? Because buttons are irritating. Do you ever have those, the, the pants with the poppers down, down the side? <laughs> Back in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Adidas poppers. Yeah, exactly, Adidas poppers. Did went all the way from now. the hip, all the way, all the way down. You can still get those, though. <laughs> you, you can, they have come back. The other thing I found from Surviving the Night, if you're watching... Uh... To bring this back on topic, it's normally my job. Is I've found that I've, I've had it a few times where I've had some someone come over... Uh, man, man, come over, and then when we ate, he's like he said to me, like, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely coming over." And then, and then at quarter to eleven, when yeah, I'm not coming around now. So, so like, I find that like watching the Super Bowl on your own is fine, but watching it with other people, yes, builds the atmosphere. You get the banter going, you get the atmosphere of the game. It's rather than you sitting at home on your lonesome in your pants watching <laughs> the game. That's the thing, though. It's like for the last few years, the only people well, I've not really known anyone until. We, we all came together. Uh, I've not known anyone that was into American football. I was that English guy that likes the American sports. Yep. So I always got slated. So I've always had no choice but to watch it on my own. Because there's no way I'm missing Super Bowl Sunday. It's like religion. It's, no, it is. It is. I, I watch it every year. Book the day off from work on the Monday. Yep. Dying die in bed. And... That is definitely a big point for anybody from the UK. Is You absolutely need that Monday off. There is no way you can be out drinking till 4 or 5 in the morning. And then try and go to work. Obviously, if you work nights, it's slightly different. Yeah. You can get home, sleep at a normal time. Probably be okay. But well, anyone who works day shifts... The last thing I would say, godsend, just drink a shitload of water when you get home. Yes. Hydrate yourself to hell. No. If it means you're stood at the bathroom sink drinking six pints of water, absolutely <laughs> awful, a pint number four, you know you've got to get it through. Yes. You get to number six, like... 
I've done it now. Oh, you, you can just do what I did. Book the Monday and the Tuesday off. Well, and you can lie in bed all day Monday and die. That's true. Wake up you'll, Tuesday. You'll, you'll sleep through it. You'll sleep through the hangover and you'll wake up feeling like, yeah, I drank a lot last night and I can feel it, but I'm not at the point where my liver's now jumping out of my body. Yeah. That's all from us. Thank you very much for listening and we hope to see you next time.